Kate Fennessy's trying to write a novel, and Helen Brown's going to help her. Welcome to our podcast, Novel Therapy, the first time writer's clinic. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode seven. Incredible. (laughs) Novel Therapy. I'm Kate Fennessy, aspiring writer and social media marketer. And I'm Helen Brown, New York Times bestselling author. Yes, we still struggle sometimes to know who we are. I know, it's part of being human. (laughs) It is, that's very true, we're very human. Yeah. Um, So we had a week off, we both had a busy week last week. I had a lot of client stuff and Helen had a lot of things to do as well. So we had a week off. Um, So... Our last episode was when we spoke to Jude McGee, of course, which was fabulous. Um, And I feel like the main message I got from Jude was take your craft seriously. So I've been, you know, hanging around this planet, really trying to live like a writer a bit more. That's good. That's good. I was a bit concerned that you were rather chastened by by what Jude had to say, and afterwards you said, oh, 10,000 copies, is that a bestseller? You know, it's, it's a jolly tough world but yeah. if you got to do it you got to do it yeah look it, it was a reality check there's no doubt about it yeah. um but I think I mean that's part of it and I think anyone who wants to be an actor or a singer you know they're all facing the same sort of enormous um obstacles in a sense and the yeah. idea of making it or succeeding it's not why we do it, I don't think. that the yeah, For me, the drive is there regardless of really the outcomes. So. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. 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 And I hope it's the same for people listening too, that, yeah. you know, this is more an exploration into your creative life and your creative potential and where that can take you. Exactly. And, and I, I think, yeah, yeah. sorry. I was, sorry. I was yeah. just going to say, like, if you were so focused on getting published, I think that would quite change the whole experience for me. I mean, I know you've got to think about obviously readers and and what's what it could be but that's not really the driver for me and it's probably a recipe for failure in all honesty yeah yeah I think so so. yeah what have you been up to I know well it's been an interesting two weeks I've had a kind of annoying cold that I'm just on the tail end of which has been bad timing because my daughter's been away she is away at the moment which is very exciting for her she's traversing the Australian she's you know cut a line up the centre of Australia heading Mm. north. At the moment, she's been between Alice Springs and Darwin. So for our international listeners, this is an incredible part of Australia. Mm. I've never been to. Tropical, red dirt, full of some amazing spiritual places. So that's exciting. And the main highlight, I have to say, was I ended up attending the Melbourne Climate Strike um, on Friday, which was I was one of 100,000 people in Melbourne. Well done, you. It was such a fabulous feeling and it was a last minute decision Um, and I think I was thinking of my daughter. I know she would have been proud of me for going Um, but I have to say the energy from being around like-minded people is incredibly um, inspiring and I know they say you shouldn't live in a bubble and you should you know, not just surround yourself in an echo chamber but God it feels good to be in an echo chamber sometimes. Yeah, wonderful. It was a lovely feeling of positivity. I felt like I was in the future a little bit that's good yeah well I've had an equally busy time because it's less than a week that my first children's book Cleo and Rob comes out and I've got uh, events in Victoria and 
in New Zealand and some really special ones. So I hope if anyone's listening who's in those areas can come along, love to see you. And in the meantime, I finished the first draft of another children's book. What? I know. You little well, look, surprise packet. Why make a biscuit, one biscuit when you can make a whole batch? That's I've got so the mix there. Exciting. And um, it revolves around a certain character who often turns up in our podcast. Oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> I just got fangirl chills. <laughs> it's uh, got Jonah in it. Yay, <laughs> I thought oh, he's wonderful. getting on. Oh, well. Jonah must feel incredibly proud, but I feel he no, would feel more like justified, like this is the right I thing. I know, and he's more likely to sue me for taking <laughs> his intellectual property. But um, anyway, oh no, so it's been hilarious. God. Yeah. So was that sort of in the works or just something? That... It's been in my subconscious okay. for ages. I think it's, oh, I don't know. I think children's books are a bit like poetry. They're sitting out there in the yeah. ether and they come to you. And I don't know. I've only just sent it to the publisher. She may throw it back at me and well, I don't mind. Rejection's well, fine. Well, it's part of it, I hear. It's called Take That Cat Back. Take that cat back. I love it. And you know what I love? This is hopeless. This is my work talking. But straight away when you said that, I'm seeing an Instagram account of Jonah. Because the cool thing is um, kids, if if they connect to the character, they can connect to the real Jonah and they would probably love to see a, I'm seeing a YouTube channel slash an Instagram oh, well, account. Well, we'll just add it to the uh, exactly. list of things to, the list. to do. <laughs> Oh my God. But hey, we're running out of time. I've got to take you to this yes. very special place because I was a bit worried about you and your after your interview with Jude and I thought, no, it's time for us to have some fun. Yes. Yeah. And I've I also like got it. some very important um, messages for you where we're going. Mm-hmm. I'm mm. so excited. I'm eating carrot cake again. Sorry. It's become our tradition. Um, mm-hmm. We'll tell people, I guess, what we're doing. We, we, I left a little bit of a hint on the uh, Facebook did. group. did. Yeah. That very funny, going to the shop in my active wear, whatever they say. And we are wearing our active wear. You can't wear. really see yet, but we no. are wearing active wear. How and I'm wearing, more sophisticated? Well, yeah, I'm wearing large earrings to detract <laughs> from other body parts. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, so we're off soon. We're going to do that same magic trick that we used last week, which is where we'll just cut and we'll be somewhere and else. We'll go whoosh. Exactly, we'll go whoosh. I just wanted to quickly shout out to one other quick thing, though, which was in the last fortnight. I think I mentioned it to you, Helen, but I want our listeners to know because I found a really, really cool show called Shrill. Cool name, Shrill. It's only six um, six episodes. It's one season. And I had a little look this morning. The description of Shrill, I think you will love this, is a struggling young journalist determined to change her life without changing her body. Oh, perfect. She's overweight. Right, she's a big girl, and I, for one, born in 1978, really haven't seen many big women on TV. Uh, you know, even to to now, you just don't see unless they're the funny, happy, fat girl. There's that wonderful Lizzo. Isn't well, it? Lizzo, oh, I is love her. Brilliant. I keep playing her. Isn't hey she? boy, dancing to yeah, her. Yeah, my niece loves <laughs> hair boy. What is hair boy like? She I'm a, I'm a 13 year old trapped in a <clears throat> in an antique body. <laughs> Lizzo is fabulous. She is. Shrill is another great character. Okay, so if you're, see it yeah, if you're yeah. a Lizzo fan, if you're a fan of Fleabag and some of the other, and yeah. Glow, some of the series we've yeah. been talking about, yeah. I can do a big shout out for Shrill. Um, and one more dorky thing that I also wanted to share, and I might pop a photo up in the group, is I, when my, while my daughter's been away, I Marie Kondo'd my bookshelves. Not oh. in a Marie Kondo extreme way, 
because Marie Kondo, the clutter queen of Japan, she, re- she reckons you can o- you only need like 10 books in your life, like whatever. I have many more than that. But I just recycled some. I gave some away and I've ordered them. So I have one section of, I have one shelf of nonfiction. It's now 80%, it's 80% fiction. But it was funny connecting to the chat with Jude, you know, Jude, it did lodge in my head her saying to be a writer, you've got to take your craft seriously. Yeah. And, you know, you, you and I have both talked about reading as a writer. Yep. When I finished. Living as a writer. Yes, that's what yeah. I'm trying to do. And when I finished zhuzhing up my bookshelves, which made me feel really quite grand, I have to say, I loved it. It made me realize how much of a reader I am. Like I really inhale those things. And so I felt quite excited to have them around me. And Wonderful. And it felt well, really good. Well, congratulations. Again. You. I'm Thank always you. congratulating you. <laughs> it's the best clinic ever. You come here to feel good, eat carrot But cake. look, I think we've got to go to that other place. We do. we do. It's time. We've got someone waiting for us there. We do. All right, so when you next see us, be prepared to be Blown excited, away. alarmed. <laughs> no, we'll see you soon, everyone. Yeah. Ba-boom. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> With our very special guest today which is Kate Lister what's the name of your company Kate I forget mind body integration that's right and look Kate I'm going to call you Katie today so we don't get too confused with the two (laughs) Katies but I know that you were a little bit somber after last time because you know it seems so serious the publishing world (laughs) but this is another element of my writing life and that when I'm writing a book I only see two people a day and one is whoever's making my coffee (laughs) and the other one is Katie here because she is the most fabulous Pilates teacher and she stopped me from falling out of my pelvic floor (laughs) and she helps my neck so tell us Katie what sort of problems do writers get physically all sorts Mm. mostly like neck and shoulder problems upper back Um, headaches is a really big one I know you've had headaches yeah 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 not bad ones though and what can Mm. we sedentary types do oh so many things get moving yeah (laughs) that's probably the biggest thing is moving um because obviously sitting still for however many hours you're writing for keeping moving is the best thing um to keep your muscles supple and your joints mobile and healthy um that yeah that's that's definitely and what can you do for your neck and shoulders because it's worse for me really Oh, um, I think it's more about um, being aware of your posture when you're when you are sitting for such a long period of time. As long yeah, as you can, yeah, yeah everyone just like sit up nice and straight. As long as you become aware of how not you are slouching. and not slouching, mm. and and if you start to feel discomfort when you are working, it's a good good time to get up and start moving so you can sort of um, stop the pain or discomfort from getting worse. Yeah. So yeah, bringing your awareness to that is really important. Yeah. And Kate, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you here is I noticed in your outline that there was a chapter in a Pilates studio towards the end of the book. And I just thought this could be a really good opportunity to layer that up. (laughs) And I would love your protagonist, Marie, to have a history. Because when I was in Romania once, they said, everyone has a history. (laughs) And look, I wonder, maybe she's got a devoted ex-husband or boyfriend who follows her around Ah. and comes to Pilates or does whatever. But this is also, look at these big fluffy handcuffs. (laughs) I think there's a lot of little sort of things you can... So Most people, nice. when they walk into the Pilates studio, will look at this p- piece of apparatus and go, what 
is that and their mind just starts to wander i know it's actually (laughs) funny you've sparked this idea already helen that maybe there's a i like the idea that maybe there could be a a secret admirer in the pilates class because i often find i do pilates I, i live down in frankston so i go to my local it's called the Peninsula Aquatic Centre, you know, those kind of yeah. community-based ones. So it's often quite full. It'll be like 40 people in my Pilates classes and often one man, one, maybe two. <laughs> but I always wonder what goes through their head yeah. because there are, as you know, Only lots man of positions. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes the man might see a sea of bums just... Yeah, with legs stretching legs in the air. And sometimes, you know, cleavages happen. And <laughs> I've always wondered what might be going through the head yeah. of a man in a Pilates class full yeah. of women. I like this idea. Mm. This is good. <laughs> I love the idea of it being... Because, look, I think she should dirty up a bit this. Yeah, right? we're trying and to make her more def- 3D. She, okay. Yeah, I reckon she's definitely got a past. And she's definitely yeah. got some kind of stalker, hanger-on hanger guy like that she this. might have liked might once. Have, yeah. <laughs> yes, because my character, <laughs> I've given her big boobs. Because okay. that's the beauty of writing. You can make stuff up, yeah. obviously. And um, so maybe her boobs, Pilates, I'm seeing a theme mm-hmm. here. <laughs> What, she yeah. goes to Pilates to reduce her boobs? No, just that <laughs> her boobs might be maybe... Tumbling out. Correct. This guy's got some memory fixation. Possibly. <laughs> it's possible. Um, I don't know if you saw the recent... Did you watch The Bachelor? Which The Bachelor yes. recently. You yep. did? Did yep. you see Abby do that yeah, acro on thing? the beach? Well, <laughs> yes. But Abby, one of, the, one of the contenders for The Bachelor's Heart, was quite um, full-breasted. Mm. Like she... Full, yes, buxom young woman. But when she was doing acro aerobics at some point, I noticed her That's boobs right. nearly kind of nearly knocked her knocked out, her chin <laughs> off, and I was like, "Wow, that would be amazing." Are you ever aware of any kind of sexual tension? No, not really, student? and I don't think it really happens in no. the environment I have because it's very small and focused yes. on the individual. But um, in I'm sure class, in big though. classes, the dynamics are quite different, yeah. and there's a lot more people can sort of hide away from (laughs) the eye of the teacher and maybe think about their fantasies or something in a Pilates studio. I don't know. So yours is clinical? Yeah, pretty clinical. Like I have small groups of up to four and it's, you know, one-on-one approach. It's life-changing really. For me, it's been great. Yeah, it's really important. You need that. Well, it's that thing we've been talking a lot about getting in touch with your self and your emotions we talked about sensory stuff a few episodes ago but i think being physically in touch is really important too yeah isn't it just feeling your body and posture and feeling grateful to it for all its faults yeah Yeah. that's right and just for me taking time out so i do yeah i try and do pilates twice a week or or do body balance or whatever i can get into but it's the time out often when i get on the mat and finally hit the floor and stare at that roof i think okay you're just here now you can be here in this moment it's a good decompression for me it forces me to be in the moment and connecting some sometimes i find i I don't have any energy and it's a struggle yeah other times i think oh i'm a superwoman i need to do a harder class yeah it's weird how you feel different yeah that's just all your energy levels and from whatever you've done throughout the day um, how you are emotionally that you know comes out in how you physically feel yeah. as well and because yeah. with the mirrors like sometimes I love I watch myself and think yes Ooh. you go oh, girl no yeah. but I never times, look in the mirrors well, see other times I don't I, I because close I close my eyes no I don't want to see <laughs> we turn our backs to the mirror oh, yeah. oh so we've got the mirrors sometimes I feel like I'm yeah in, in it and other times I'm like oh this is so hard but yeah yeah well another thing that 
I'd love to discuss with mm. you too. I'm thinking that your moray is inevitably going to get involved with is internet dating. Yes, you And will. look, mm. over the past three yeah. years, I've been coming here <laughs> and getting to know. <laughs> <laughs> and look, Katie has been on a great learning curve, I reckon, and somehow or other, you've You've nailed this internet dating. It sounds like the worst, most challenging thing for women in your age group. So you're single? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's an interesting um, concept, the internet dating. (laughs) It is fun though. I think um, for me, it started out as I needed to meet somebody, like I want to have a relationship, I want someone. And then as I've matured and learned a lot about myself, I've sort of gone into it more with lower expectations Mm. of an outcome more of an experience and also the only expectations I have is how you you would respect someone and treat someone how you'd want to be treated and all that but having fun with it and just it's every time you meet someone it's an experience and internet dating gives you that chance Mm. to meet people you wouldn't ordinarily meet day to day so you're crossing paths with people you would not you would probably never meet so and you just enjoy it for that for me. Mm. And you're talking about the six-week kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Is this a theory of Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a six-week kind of, I don't know, timeline, I suppose. And you get to that certain point where you've been hanging out with someone and getting to know them. Mm. And then it's either not necessarily you're not asking for a relationship, but you yeah. want to know you can if, see if it maybe is if it's going to progress and yeah. is it worth it or not. And yeah. the the thing I've noticed the most is about six to eight weeks is when it just goes to it's an end to it. Like okay. it either goes um, south yeah. or it they yeah. show themselves. They really the show themselves drops. like that that behaviour that they have at the start is where they're putting it on and impressing yeah, you is is definitely not okay. there, and they've almost become too comfortable with okay um, that what they think the relationship is, and then when okay. you ask for a little bit more which is not really i'm not asking for everything i just want to know a little bit more about them it's almost too hard so it's like not interested and i'm like okay that's fine you've come such a long way with it though because when i first met you you were you kind of seemed to want the traditional things of a husband and a baby and all of the stuff yeah and now i don't get that sense no not not it's not really a priority for me but it's just to have a a good loving relationship with someone that wants the same things i suppose long term or at least for the near future yes and were you in a if you don't mind me asking like were you were you in a long relationship before this time or no No, okay pretty single but you know just had boyfriends along the way and single and you know yeah like I think and that's the thing I think it that a relationship isn't everything like it doesn't define who you are yeah and I think for me I am completely happy with me and everything that I am and who I am and where I am yeah. I've never felt like that until like this year, so that's a big step. Yeah. And it's if a relationship evident. came along, it, it was just a bonus. Yeah, you know? and that's all that it, that's all that means to me. So you're getting bonus. in your own power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you it feels really radiate. nice. Yeah. It feels nice to be able to stand tall and say that outwardly and confidently. Yeah. And that yeah, would attract a, a different kind of man altogether. I mm. think when you, what's the funniest yeah. internet date you've ever had? <laughs> oh gosh. I um, I, honestly I, I reckon I've got like a list of, of great stories to write down about but um I think I this was a long time ago I was probably like in my 20s and 
it was about the date lasted about 25 minutes because oh. he didn't look like his photos yeah. and he, we had nothing in common yeah. and it was just really uncomfortable and I can pretty much talk to anyone and I mm. think that's something that I you know can own but I just had nothing to say to him and I was like oh my god and he awkward. couldn't talk to me either and I was like oh this I gotta get out of here and I was like I've got to be somewhere else it's time to go <laughs> Fair enough. So, yeah, yeah. And he accepted that. Yeah, I don't, that was funny. Yeah, yeah. You should look at Tinder for the over 60s Ooh. if you want a really depressing experience. Have you been on it? Don't <laughs> show me. Oh. And it's all these 70 year old guys because wow. they lie about their age, yes. posing for photos with no shirts on because <laughs> they think they look gorgeous. Yeah. Holding a fish or oh, lounging yeah. on a riverbank, you know. Or a tiger. Oh. When you see a photo, like a selfie in the bathroom, yeah, men a tiger, a really? fish, yes. men shirts do these off, awkward, you just and they often swipe look, they away. They look like this. They're like holding yeah, the phone with so some awkward. weird frown. And so they just awkward. don't understand Are they that... trying to look haunted and needy or something? I think they just don't no know. Idea. No one's given them guidance on how <laughs> to look. Like a, the best photo would be you relaxed, maybe with friends who are either cu- cropped out. Yeah. They don't get it. They they think they're looking. I think they might think I look good this morning. I'm going to capture this. They're always frowning. <laughs> they're always, yeah, they're frowning. Like, you, know, you need to smile. And it'll be some dim lit <laughs> yeah. bathroom with nothing. With the toilet in the background. Yeah, they don't I hate they the do toilet. That a lot. It's almost fifty percent of them. It's very common for the awkward frowns. And they don't comb their hair in the over sixties one either. <laughs> yeah. Look, I thought this is such a rich scene. And yeah, I yeah, know. No, you're right. I know that. It will Women happen, have yeah. some terrible experiences, you know, and it yeah. can be very demoralising too. Yeah, but yeah. I agree with you. I think your if your attitude's good, I've got mm. people, I've got friends who won't touch internet dating because mm. they, they, but I see it like you do. It's just an opportunity to meet people. Yeah. You've got your same manners, your same person. You take it with you, and most people surely are good. Like obviously, you've got to have your wits about you. Yeah. When you're meeting strangers, but I mean, there's no difference to. Smiling at a guy in a bar, he's a stranger, yeah, and chatting exactly. and then exchanging numbers. That's the same thing. The difference is you don't have to go to the bar anymore. Yeah, yeah that's it. Um, if you can just sit on your couch. Yeah, and talk but, to but I do, I still do think the percentage of people who are probably not who you'd connect with, I, I think there's a higher degree of people on there who you probably wouldn't connect with in yeah, real life. Definitely. There's a lot of people on there perhaps for the wrong reasons or they're don't know how to present themselves it's it's rare to find like a good human who's mm. not complicated and yeah don't you they don't really exist a lot of the guys on the this tinder account a friend showed me the yeah. over 60s have yeah. very understanding wives or they're sleeping in separate bedrooms oh, and yeah, yeah. Okay. that's interesting so lie upon lie probably yeah there are some good success stories i've had been to tinder weddings and yeah. you know so i think there's there's hope if that's what people want so that's always yeah. nice yeah <laughs> but i was going to say because I, that's why i asked if you'd been you know new to it or not mm. essentially because in my case i was off the market for eight years so it was um and then se- you know separated um three years ago so for me it's been a new yeah stage coming back and I want to do that to my um the character in my book I want to make her even more perhaps maybe she's been in the relationship for even longer and I want my character to really have never tried internet dating because I was in the era where it was just around at the start of my relationship when I was 30 but by the time I became single at 38 
it was very prolific and normal. Yeah. And I used Bumble. I don't yeah. know if you've used yeah. yeah. Oh, I've used them all. Have you? Gotta <laughs> <laughs> keep so, your options open, use them all. Just those moments. And did you ever like make a profile with a girlfriend? You know, it, I always think of that moment where you're like, should we do this? Yeah, let's yeah, do let's this. Do it and it you together. pick your best photos. Get your friends to write your bio. Have a glass of wine. And, yeah. And I, I think that it's would be nice fun. to put in the book. Yeah, you know, that's a great idea. About it, but I like the idea that Marae, this character, is going to really stumble her way through this process because you can imagine if you've never tried it before yeah yeah the roller coaster so, of emotions yeah, we need to find out some really embarrassing experiences yeah. and throw them and amplify them yeah. and throw them in yeah. yeah yeah that's true but i think the main one that men don't do yeah men either sh- try and hide who they their physical appearance i i don't i'm not being anti-short statured people but i once met a man <laughs> who was incredibly short in stature which was not revealed on his profile okay. it just should have been honest because yeah. i just found myself at this bar and it was made worse by the fact that it was set on quite high stools uh, so he was just he was so i'm sure he had a lovely person <laughs> i know but sure in, in combination with that hiding that fact he that was that same awkward feeling of suddenly he was so eager to connect with me and I just was a bit like, yeah. you don't look like how I imagined and you're being quite needy yeah, right now. Yeah. And it was all, I feel like he was projecting that this date's Well, if has got big boobs, it would be quite good to have a short date. Because <laughs> he boot it. So I'm laughing. in this space, but I, I love this idea of Pilates because, yeah, yeah. I, I, mm. I think this crush or this funny thing happening could be a good creep, um, yeah 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 because she's um, got to she's got to get layered up this girl she's yeah, not an innocent do. little no, girl she's no. got a history and she's going we're going to give her even more of a history the yes. other reason i love coming here is because as i've told you countless times <laughs> i've had quite a lot of abdominal surgery <laughs> and yes. i'm i'm just full of scars down here yeah. and early on i would get terribly really painful wow. seizures wouldn't I sometimes? Mm. And Kate's Katie here is very empathic, and she Aww. would stop or send me home or stuff. But I'm stuck with it now, and Good. I'm thinking to myself every time I lie on that bed and stick my legs up in the air and do this <laughs> thing that she says is for my arms, but it's really for my abdomen. <laughs> I think I use it as a mantra: "I am not my scars." Absolutely. And I think we can apply that to anyone who's lived half a life. Mm-hmm. We are not our scars, not physically, not emotionally. Mm. Yeah, that's very that's true. true. And Katie here tries to build up the muscle around my scars yeah. so that I can conquer them or not. I don't know, that's too hard a word. Mm. But live with them, not feel... Not be at their mercy. No. You know, you're in control of your body. They're part of me and that's okay. Yeah. But mm. I'm not the woman who's had abdominal surgery who can't talk about anything else. We've <laughs> <laughs> talked about plenty of other things. I just love that you're still holding the I legs. Know, I know, I know. She's getting her, her bicep pom pom. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's so true. I'm just, I keep reflecting now on, I, I'm seeing another scene maybe potentially in a Pilates setting of because you know how it is that time of reflection so often your brain has been the decks are cleared a bit in a space like this depending on what exercise you're doing (laughs) true um yeah I like the idea of maybe a realization happening in a setting like this because I find particularly towards the end of Pilates it's a real window into what my mind's doing is my mind racing am I flitting all over the place or am I quite calm am I thinking about 
a certain thing or am I not thinking about anything? It's yeah. a it's a real screen it's a screen save almost of how you are doing yeah. mentally as well, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So I like this. I think this is cool. And I think a lot of people do yoga and Pilates, so they would relate to that. Um, well, how did you get started, Katie? Um, when I was about 17, I hurt my back and I was surf life-saving and I hurt my back in the surf and went to the physio in and a started wave. Pilates. What happened? A big wave. Um, I can't remember specifically, but I was, must have been training or racing mm. or something and I hurt my back pretty bad. And then I went to the physio and started Pilates as a client and then finished high school and did a training course straight out of high school, pretty much. So it's just kind of, that's been my whole life really. Wow. And every, you know, so often I've done another course to upskill yeah. and yeah. advance and it's like 14 years later. Wow. Because so. that would have been quite, n- not new, but yeah. not as common back yeah, then. Yeah, definitely yeah. not as common um, as it is now. Um, very clinical back then so it's definitely evolved and there's a lot of options to for clients to sort of pick up different styles of pilates which Mm. is fun for catering for all types of people Mm. um but yeah so it's interesting so it came from a place of pain yeah all growth comes from a place of pain and look what it's done with you it's given you a whole career and you've You've veered out a little bit into psychology too, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. 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 yeah, I started studying psychology a few years ago. I'm on, it's sort of deferred at the moment just yeah. because of work, but I would love to go back and one day be a totally. clinical psychologist. Long time exactly. from now, yeah. but yeah. It's, um, it's definitely something I would like to finish. But it's mm-hmm. like good, having a long. It's like my novel. It's a long time from now. It's something I like. Yeah, and you can <laughs> you can see it, but it's, it's just like long term goal. Yeah, definitely. Because it? it's definitely. part of what your past part stretches of, out. That's it. Even if it doesn't quite happen in the way you imagine. Yeah, and I think that's for me. It was I. I wanted to do it when I first started, but then things have popped up and it's just deviated off the path. But it's still there, and it'll. I'll go back to it. So, um, but I also teach meditation, and that's kind of oh. keeping me in that. Zone. Um, yeah. Well, that's yeah. almost a word for the swear jar. Zone. Keeping yeah. me on the, <laughs> on the road. Yeah. 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 No, meditation is lovely. I think yeah. it's important and it can be challenging to do. Yeah, it, it can be. And I think for me, it's about teaching people to um, be at one with their thoughts and their body and, and aware of their sensations and emotions when they're trying to learn to meditate mm. and not be afraid to think and not be afraid to scratch an itch and move if you have to. Mm. And This is interesting. I, I, in our kind of ad for this podcast, mm. I remember saying uh, why I put on 10 kilograms yes. with every book and I thought, yeah. oh, I better address this while, I'm here, <laughs> yeah. while you're talking about mm. mind-body. Writing is utterly exhausting, and mm. I and they've done studies, and your brain uses up so much energy. Yeah. You know, it kind of justifies why you feel exhausted. So you immediately think, "Oh, I need some sugar and food because mm. I'm so exhausted." But yep. your body doesn't realise that, no. so yep. your body makes you fatter. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's a very your feeding activity up here. Yeah. So I yep. think maybe this is why I exercise and mm-hmm. using your body as well yeah. as your brain helps. Yep. But by the end of a morning's writing, I can feel absolutely shattered yeah. and then not want to move my body. But I think you have to. Yeah, yeah it's taking like the next step to listen to your body, yes. to keep it moving, um, and then also eating the right things, not yeah. sugar. But we brought carrot cake. Carrot cake is yummy. become our emblem. Carrot <laughs> cake with our podcast. But you're so right. I think for me, I, I try and do a, a vigorous walk most mm-hmm. mornings. Um, 
down to the bay and back. I like to start my day like that. So nice. Oh, I listen to an audio book or music or nothing. Um, and Pilates, that's my combo. Like it's not mm-hmm. as active as perhaps some people are, but I need, I'm getting used to that, those parts of my week and I need it. Yeah. I think it is, you're right. It, it centers me in my body. I think it's more mental for me than anything, but getting my blood pumping and my breath going, that helps me feel grounded in the moment because I can get lost up here. Yeah, and it brings connection to your body. Like you can feel your body when you're exercising and moving and, mm. you know, your heart rate's up. So you actually are aware of yourself and you're like, I actually feel alive. Yeah, it grounds you. Know. you. Yeah, completely. Yeah. No Whereas I think writing, you can disappear into another world. And I've done a lot of that in my whole life, been mm. in this kind of parallel reality. Mm. And it's not necessarily very good for you, probably. Yes. Well, it's that thing of being in the moment, which everyone yeah. talks about, but I think it's increasingly so hard or it's so so easy to not be in the moment anymore. We can be distracted, distracted constantly yeah. on our phones and yeah. we think the to-do lists and thinking of a million things. Mm. So being grounded in the now mm-hmm. is actually and, an art form. And yeah. we almost need to learn to listen. Definitely. People have forgotten how to do Definitely. that. Definitely, because everyone's yeah. looking to do the next thing, mm-hmm. tick the next box mm-hmm. that they've missed or that's on their list or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Pilates, I think we can conclude, is good for writers, not just physically, but to give Mentally. you that mental grounding. Definitely. Well done, Kate. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've adequately <laughs> taken this lesson because the way we have designed our podcast, we, it, we sort of, well, we call it novel therapy, so it's a clinic essentially and it's... Um, I'm always learning lessons along the way via Helen and I think Mm -hmm. that's it's actually a really good reminder for me to um, make sure that routine is solid in my week because I had this cold I mean this is a silly question probably but when I've got a cold I think I shouldn't go to Pilates I don't have Mm. the energy but is that a cop out should I just go and take it easy well it depends how bad you are I suppose like low in energy yeah and I think that's fine not to go I would just go for a walk Okay. You know, still do something, do something to clear your head, get fresh air, move, sweat, do whatever, but just be mindful that you aren't well. Yeah. So you don't you don't want to go, you know, hardcore. Yeah. But yeah, give yourself something to do because your body will thank you for it later on. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. And I can even notice if I just miss a few, you know, classes, it's just you're that little bit behind where you were last mm, time. Eh? Yeah. It's so easy to lose your fitness and strength. Yeah. And I noticed, Katie, that your lessons have a structure don't they yeah tell us how you structure a lesson um well i always start with a warm-up like most Mm. exercise classes okay and um um usually focused around a class is focused around what our goals are or postural um imbalances that we need to work on and we start small by activating and releasing muscles and Mm then uh, activate the smaller muscle groups and then use the equipment with spring load to get the bigger muscle groups working so you start to connect your body on a bigger more global level and then warm it down and stretch mm-hmm. and we'll do the wobble board and for balance Helen loves a wobble board oh, you've, made, you've, you've improved so much on the wobble board <laughs> It's amazing. It's amazing how people are quite afraid of it because obviously it's wobbly, but the idea of it is not to... Balance is so important. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's the easiest Mm. thing to lose and um, it's just really important in everyday life. Yeah, I Mm. wanted to talk about structure because Mm. that's something that Kate and I need to talk about more uh, for the book. Mm. And uh, the structure of a book is different from your structure because there's no (laughs) warm-up. It's got to be power right from the beginning. Straight from the beginning. And um, I know we've talked about you bringing a scrapbook. 
and yes, for yes, your right. homework. Are yes. we up to homework? Yeah, I think well, so. Well, for yeah. homework, I would like you yeah. to re-examine the story of Cinderella okay. and draw it as a line, as an arc. Show me the story. Her, exactly, her, her particular character. Yeah, where, story, well, just all of it. we mm. could actually even look at the Ugly Sisters and see where their story arc uh, goes and yeah, weave okay. them in and out. Alright, I, I like this. Some have said that is the perfect storyline. I actually don't uh, believe it because it's all about getting your man. Yeah. But they're cooler than that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, this is good. This will be a challenging exercise. And so, I think uh, subliminally I've been given the message of get back into your Pilates and walking routine from yeah. you guys to mm. me. And I just good. love this idea too of thinking about a Pilates scene or two because I, yeah. I did put it in my structure. Um, it's fun. I want something playful. Mm. I, I like. Yeah, that's so important. And yeah. putting our scar, scars in our place, in their yeah. place, because, yeah, scars, yeah. they can weigh you down and, yeah. and stop you from ever moving forward. Or you can actually embrace yeah, them. Work around them. Yeah. Work with them. Work yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So that's one, one day we've got a bridge to walk over. Yeah, we do. There's a few things we've discussed about not wanting to be defined by events in your life. Mm. And I think that's something I'm grappling with at the moment. And yeah. Um, yeah, this is all very liberating. I like it. But I think it's an important message for everyone, whether you're doing a creative project or not, is to not forget to be in your body, no matter what That's shape it. it's in. It doesn't matter. That's exactly right. You don't have to look in the mirror. You, know, you only have one, and it's yours for life. So You've got it. one client here with advanced Parkinson's, isn't it? And yeah. he's in his early 70s. He is so courageous. He can barely move. From my perspective, yeah. and I always feel yeah. I'm bottom of the class. <laughs> and I look at his courage and yeah. his determination yeah. to come here, and the way you are with him, Katie, you're terrific, oh, you know. Yeah. And he's, he, that's an inspiration. Absolutely. Mm. So if people are in Melbourne, in the inner, inner south, is that where we are? Inner, inner city Melbourne, how do they find you? Have you got a Facebook oh, I've page? got an Instagram page. I don't Instagram. have a website, I've got a phone number. <laughs> so what was the name on Instagram? Mind, body, underscore integration we will t- we'll put your we'll tag that in the notes so um if you want a fabulous pilates trainer <laughs> come to oh gosh you're going to be swamped now oh, exactly yay. it's actually a lovely st- we've got a view of blossoms on the streets of paran out here we've probably surprised a few passers by <laughs> so facing the window but yeah no this has been lovely i think it's just such an important reminder to be grounded and just um look after the body especially yep. posture, oh, posture. Right, stick your boobs out <laughs> yes stand tall exactly yeah well thank you for having us in your space oh, you thank can't you for really coming here we'll take a photo oh we took a photo before of helen holding a spine which was very <laughs> Oh, I'm a bit obsessed <laughs> with that spine. <laughs> yes, you looked very happy <laughs> holding it. But, um, yes, so thank you so much for oh, being thank on you. Thanks for having thank me. You. I loved yeah. it. Thank you. Great. All right, we'll see you 